Unchained Rock Show, All Talk with Steve Harrison. You're listening to the Unchained Rock Show with me, Steve Harrison. Now, my next guest is the rhythmic powerhouse and timekeeper uh, of, uh, I suppose, described as a psychedelic rock power trio from the band Earthless. Uh, I'm talking to Mario. Mario, how are you doing? Doing great. How are you? I'm not too bad at all. Thank you very much. Uh, appreciate you taking the time out to uh, chat to us uh, here on uh, the Unchained Rock Show. Black Heaven. Uh, I just wonder if you could tell us uh, tell us a little bit about it. Well, it's um, it's the fourth studio album by Earthless, and um, it's been almost about five years now since uh, our last album from the Ages came out. Yeah. So um, yeah, so time flies and. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're just we're just very stoked to uh, finally get a new record out and get out there and play behind it and do some touring and play some of these new songs. It's a, it's quite a different album from us um, compared to our previous records. Yeah. So uh, we look forward to um, you know maybe scrambling a little bit of people's <laughs> perceptions and uh, you know um, what they've known us to be for the, for such a long time. You yeah. know, it's it's quite a different uh, direction. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're happy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very fortunate to uh, have a preview copy uh, of the album. And I've got to say, just some, some <clears throat> quality epic tracks on that. Now, in, in terms of you saying Thank it's you. sort of been um, a, a different from uh, previous releases from Earthless. Uh, in, I mean, in what way different? And I mean, we've probably got some listeners that maybe think Earthless, not quite sure uh, of the background uh, of the band. So in what way is it different from uh, from your previous stuff? I mean, I've sort of listened to it in, in, in terms some some absolutely epic tracks. The title track, Black Heaven, and Sudden End. Well, that is a wonderful track. Uh, well, thank you, first of all. And also, thanks for having me here to to chat with you. Um, I'm really happy to hey, be here. No but um uh, I guess in a, in a nutshell, um, for people that might not be familiar with the band um, or the history, uh, if, if you uh, looked up the first two albums by Earthless, um, right away you'll notice there's only two songs on the album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One yeah. per side. Yeah. Um, and then the, the last album was a double LP. Um, the first LP1 had, I think, three tracks, yeah. all instrumental, divided up. Yeah. And then the second LP had one song divided on two sides yeah so that we had one song that was 31 minutes long right, <laughs> right yeah. so uh, so fast forward to this album <laughs> to black album black heaven sorry. yeah uh and it's got six songs four of them with vocals yeah yeah so yeah. uh <laughs> there's there's a big change there yeah but um all in all um I would still, you know, hundred ten percent describe this record as a hundred, you know, percent earthless. Yeah. You know? um, so it has all the elements there that we've we've done all along. It just uh, we've incorporated Isaiah's voice into this and uh, as an extra instrument. You know? Yeah. Now, obviously, you mentioned there. So there's there's obviously the history of uh, writing sort of grand epics of sort of thirty one minutes. So you know, sort of a, a real uh, sort of extensive prog vein, then I suppose. And then the difference is that these you've got sort of eight and sort of eight and a half minutes, nearly nine minute. Well, you know, quite sort of epic songs themselves. So why was there why was there a was there a sort of a, a move in in that sort of direction then? Um. Well. I think mainly um, the 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 previous records were done at a time when everyone in the band lived in the same city. 
So, um, you know, we used to, uh, practice and jam you know a couple times a week yeah and uh and it you know that's when those long epic you know really long epic jams (laughs) would kind of just form over the course of just playing and playing and playing yeah um we didn't have that luxury this time to really just to to just build that way um any of any of those pieces so um after after thinking about it we we really didn't want to repeat the last album you know from the ages as well so we just kind of thought like why not try something totally different? At least try it. You know, yeah. if, uh, if anyone had some, some songs or riffs, just, uh, bring those to the table and see what happens. Yeah. And, um, this is what, what, what came about right. that process. I mean, in, in terms of the, of the sort of the influences around the, the current material then, and obviously there must be a different, I suppose, mindset from the terms of uh, jamming out a, a sort of 30 minute epic to one that's five and a half minutes or eight minutes, so, you know, there's obviously got to be something in terms of how you approach that and that you're all comfortable with in terms of what you want to sort of lay down as a track. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Earthless, we have, a, we have a pretty wide range of influences. Yeah. Um, you know, this record, I think, is a little bit more high energy as a whole um, on the songs. I mean, we have one song that is just under two minutes long, and it's yeah. just like, yeah. it. you know, it, it's, in my opinion, it's more... Uh, in the vein of like a high energy MC five song or yeah. something, you know, but, yeah. um, so, uh, but I, I think a little bit more of our classic rock influences kind of shine on some, on some songs here. Yeah. Um, the stuff that we just kind of grew up on. And, um, but then, you know, there's uh, a song called electric flame that kind of has a little bit more of these, um, odd, you know, little parts thrown in and, yeah. and still has the jammy kind of lead stuff going on. And yeah, yeah. It's it's just all over the place. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Now, in terms of uh, the recording, because um, I mean, how how was it recorded? Was it recorded separately? Because it certainly has that sort of you know all in the same room live feel. Um, well, we did it. We did it live. Yeah. Um, all the basic tracks were live, and then uh, I know you know we just added some guitar stuff here. Yeah, yeah. You know, like different overdubs for leads, and there's some other like atmospheric kind of like stuff layered upon it, but. Yeah. Overall, I would say, you know, 90% of it, I mean, all the songs, the basic tracks were recorded live, Yeah. you know, um, but uh, we, the studio we recorded at had, um, you know, different rooms where we put the amps in and stuff, but we were all standing in the same room yeah. looking at each other. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how we like to do it. You know, it's a, it's harder for a band like us to just uh, record only the drums yeah. and come yeah. back and do something later like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, you mentioned there that sort of uh, uh, that Black Heaven sort of has a significant Im- influences uh, from uh, the three of you sort of uh, past, I suppose. I mean, you've got a, a sort of significant experiences right through from the sort of you know very early nineties, uh, uh, significant experiences, and uh, in terms of the bands that you've been involved with, and quite an extensive sort of catalogue and array uh, of I suppose musical genres to a certain extent. Um, and, and how, how does that sort of, uh, do you feel that it differs from, uh, from Earthless and what Earthless represents to what you've been in and what you're currently in with, I suppose, hot snakes as it were? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Earthless is, is completely different from any other band yeah. that I've ever played in. Um, yeah. just, but it's also the most natural, the one that comes the most natural to me, I guess. Um, just, uh, it's just like the chemistry with, with playing with Mike and Isaiah, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's unspeakable. I don't really know how to describe it, right. but like, 
um, any other band that I play in, it's we we're not able to just you know before a tour just step up on stage and start playing the songs. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? That would be like that would just be a train wreck. Yeah. But for for some reason with Earthless, we're able to you know um, if we don't practice for three months and we have a tour booked in Europe, sometimes we don't practice before we go on stage. <laughs> right, and, yeah, and uh, we just you know and we're fine. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. Um, so in in that respect, the the chemistry in that situation is just totally unique. But yeah. um, I think over the years, um, you know, just just playing in so many different types of of music and 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 projects and bands, it's just um, you know, it's helped me just to just adapt to yeah. a lot of different situations and and um, styles of songwriting. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I'm 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 thankful to have that kind of adaptability. Yeah, you know, ab- be absolutely. Be able to play one type of music. Yeah, so. yeah. And as you say, that you sort of get on stage, you don't have to rehearse, uh, and you sort of re- refine it. Obviously, with the wealth of experience you've got, allows you to sort of, be, I suppose, draw on that uh, from a what an improvisi- improvisational sort of perspective. Yeah, and I mean, in a weird way, a lot of that um, having that mentality towards music comes from uh, my skateboarding background. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, back in the, back in the days when I used to compete and actually tour for skating, you know, we'd go and, and we'd do demos around the country for like skate shops and skate parks. And, um, you know, you'd, you'd be in a van like for 12 hours all day and, uh, you'd have to step out of the van and immediately start, you know, skateboarding for these kids that like have been waiting all day to see you (laughs) skate. And, um, so sometimes you got to just improvise and, and, and just adapt to these, whatever the, you know, the course is that day and some are better than others and you just have to get used to it right away. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Indeed. Yeah. Just get out there, get in, get, get in the park either. uh, Yeah. On the half pipe or the bowl or whatever, and then just do it. Yeah. So (laughs) I've, I've taken that mentality towards the bands and just like you know what you just got to get in there and, and make it work somehow yeah to well the I, mean, best I, your ability. I, I suppose that's about the the confidence that you've got both at, you know previously as a sort of pro skateboarder and then obviously as a as a touring musician you've got that confidence and like I, said, I suppose that's the experience that you build up knowing that you can respond react and sort of improv your way through any sort of given situation yeah, it definitely yeah. helps, I would say. So. Yeah. So in terms of the skateboarding, then that sort of piqued my, uh, piqued my interest and in your sort of links with uh, Tony Alva, uh, as I understand. Is that, uh, is that right? Yeah. So, I mean, just uh, tell me a little bit more about that because, uh, I, I mean, sort of skating and uh, skateboarding didn't sort of, I mean, it took off somewhat over here in the in the UK. I am a, a, a child of, uh, my, I was in my sort of teens uh, in the early, very early 80s. Uh, and I sort of uh, remember like sort of Bones Brigade uh, and that sort of uh, era of skating as I was getting into it to a certain extent. Not by no means was I of any good standard like your good self, I imagine. <laughs> so, um, I mean, so that progression from sort of being a pro skater, I suppose it went hand in hand with that sort of uh, hardcore punk and music scene, did it? Uh, yeah, man. Um, you know, uh, I st- I've been around skateboarding most of my life um, in some shape or form, but yeah. I, I I started really like dedicating myself to skateboarding probably around 1982 or 83, yeah. and started going to the the local park that we had here. But um, uh, just from you know studying the magazines and stuff like that, yeah. um, 
Alva was one of the companies that I really was drawn to just because they had such a, um, uh, like, a, um, they were just, they were just so badass about, like, yeah, yeah. you know, like skating, skating pools and like ditches and like, <laughs> yeah. kind of like whatever just was like around them. You know what I mean? They weren't just geared towards like skating half pipes and they weren't wearing like fluorescent 80 clothes at the time yeah, that yeah. was big you know they they wore leather jackets and they were into punk rock and like other stuff and they just they just looked cool too yeah. but they also had a good good style when they skated and it was yeah. more about style as opposed to like being technical and, yeah and um so I, I respected that kind of vibe more and i think that's why i, I like wanted to ride for them and eventually I, I i did ride for them later in the later 80s and yeah. early 90s so. yeah um but yeah i mean uh the music part of it you know um, I grew up with skating and punk rock stuff kind of together and yeah. that, um, eventually led to me playing in my first, you know, punk band and stuff. So in terms of then that sort of, that, that sort of step into the, the, the musical world then, uh, was it drums your first choice or did you fancy yourself as a bit of a sort of a punk bass player front man or were you just, was it always, no, do you know what I am? I'm going to, uh, I'm going to sort of, uh, take it out on the drums. Um, well, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know why I feel like funny saying it, but I've been playing drums since like, or I've been into drums since I was like a, a kid, like a yeah. baby, like an infant. Like I got my first drum set when I was four, right. um, and uh, and then I got a, um, and that was like a kid toy toy store yeah, drum yeah. set. Yeah. And then um, I think I was like six when I got a real like a Japanese knockoff Ludwig. Uh, right. And then, um, but uh, I I put that down for a few years when I got into like. BMXing, BMX bikes and stuff like that. Yeah. And then uh, once I once I got back into skateboarding, though, that's when the drums came back into my life and kind of had both of those things ever since then, yeah. you know? So, um, yeah, they're uh, my buddies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. Were there any sort of particular influences at the time then musically that sort of inspired you around drumming or was it a case of you just sort of had your, your own vision and it was your own sort of journey with the drum kit or did you sort of think, oh, you know, whether there's like a, I suppose, a classic rock or a punk sort of uh, drummer influence or a jazz influence? I don't know what sort of, uh, where what, what were you inspired by in terms of the drums then? Um, so let me think here. The first three albums that I ever owned, um, well, they were actually my uncle's collection, but uh, I would listen to every day um, was... Uh, was the Deep Purple, um, right, yeah. and then uh, Grand Funk, yeah, and um, and then uh, of course I was I was a product product of uh, the Kiss generation, right? So uh, yeah. I would I would listen to Kiss and uh, just look at the drum set and just kind of like dream about having like that kind of a drum set. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what I grew up on, and then of course like Led Zeppelin and Sabbath came in later on. Yeah, kind of was more into like the metal stuff, hard rock stuff. Yeah, and, and then I got into punk. So. So I mean, and obviously, then uh, those sort of uh, drivers uh, have, well, yeah, have been sort of part of your well, quite a, a significant, extensive career then over the last what sort of twenty, uh, twenty, nearly thirty years or so. Yeah, we're kind of creeping up. On yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, when when you look back on that and you think to yourself, like, God, that was like <clears> you know thirty years ago, or you know, sort of like thirty-five years ago. What, what, how, do you, well, how do you sort of reflect on that now from where you were as your sort of first bands in the early 90s to where you are now then? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my first real touring band and recording band was this band called 411, which was kind of more of a, I guess, a, a melodic hardcore type of thing. Yeah. Um, 
So that was around like 91. So that's where I kind of like really defined like, quote unquote, my career starting. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. you know, I never, I mean, throughout the 90s and like, I just never thought I had a career. You know, I still don't think I have a career, per se, <laughs> right. but um, I just, just would do it. And I would just, any of my bands at the time, um, I would just, you know, I had no problem quitting whatever job I had at the time to go on tour yeah. to lose money. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just the, how it was. I just wanted to go out and any opportunity that we had to go out and play, I, I would take it for, yeah. for better or worse. And I think, um, you know, once, once I joined rock from the crypt, that was like my first real, like, I guess, professional yeah. working band yeah. where, um, where I just learned how to take it seriously. And like, you know, I realized at that time that like, you know what, maybe I, I can't take my skateboard on tour anymore. <laughs> and like, go skate before a show. You know what I mean? I have to remain healthy and there's five other faces looking at me and counting on me to perform, you know, and not have a broken wrist. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, you know, um, it's crazy. Yeah. It's been 25 years or so, you know, yeah, yeah, and I imagine it sort of uh, it flies by. It's almost like it goes by in the blink of an eye. Now, do you still skate? That's the main thing. Do you still get on the board and uh, and uh, do, uh, bust yeah, a few yeah. chops? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just went. Uh, there's a, a new skate park by my house, maybe like a mile away or so, um, right. uh, or a couple kilo- kilometers, as you guys say. But yeah, uh, um, yeah uh, I still cruise around. You know, I just <laughs> I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be Tony Hawk. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I still have a lot a good time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that is the, that's the main thing. Now, <laughs> excuse yeah. me. Now, to bring so back to the, uh, the to the album uh, and the release of Black Heaven on uh, March the sixteenth. Uh, inevitably, all people always want to sort of see bands live. Now, um, uh, in terms of sort of uh, Earthless and a uh, touring schedule, does uh, is that sort of uh, on the cards with some uh, some dates, either sort of uh, uh, North American dates, I imagine, and is there potentially uh, any sort of other world dates. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We have a lot of touring coming up this year. Um, uh, for, let's see here, the UK specifically, right. we will be, um, yeah, we'll be there in early April. So I know we have, uh, at least like three shows in the UK. So, right. um, yeah. So, uh, if you're, if you're around in April, come check us out. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Now, I say, have they already been announced then, uh, Mario, the dates for, uh, for the UK? Uh, yes, they have. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is great. So we'll, uh, we'll get everybody to then to check them out and uh, get themselves down and be able to see uh, elements of Black Heaven being played live. Then I, uh, I hope. Definitely, yeah. And uh, for anyone that wants to go and look on our social media pages, it's uh, it's our our main name is just Earthless Rips, and uh, that's the same name for Twitter, Instagram, and and our Facebook. So all the dates are up there. So. Mario, that is great. I really do appreciate you taking the time out to chat to us here on the Unchained Rock Show. Uh, and you. certainly wish you every success with the release of uh, your uh, new album, Black Heaven, out on March the 16th. Uh, and uh, certainly be looking forward to uh, definitely checking you out then when you come over here in April. That's great news. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, cheers, Mario. Thanks very much.